In the sun. This is awesome. In the sun. It's pretty chill. Yeah, man. Let's bring him in. I like it a lot. Let's bring him in. All right. This welcome in. This is Wade Van Hookie sitting here with Hayden Johnson, Malcolm McKenzie, bringing a Big Red Van Radio, the Big Red Van Podcast. Uh, those of you that know us probably know kind of where the name's coming from. Uh, my last name is Van Hookie, so Van obviously is something that's been associated with me my whole life. <laughs> Van this, they just would call me Van for short, so they didn't have to try to pronounce the last of it. Um, same with Malcolm, big, the big part of the van. Yeah. Um, anyone that can visualize Malcolm knows that he's about, what, six foot six? Yeah, you, you, you got it right. You, you got it right. You are a loom. <laughs> so definitely, definitely big part of the van. And then the red color of the van, anyone that knows Hayden knows yep. that Hayden is our red. I'm the token ginger. Your token ginger. Well, good, <laughs> token well is right, yeah. Very well put. <laughs> so we're welcoming y'all into the Big Red Van Radio. So what we're trying to get accomplished is just basically showing everybody that three random guys can decide that they want to start a podcast and that they can start a podcast. It's literally, literally that simple. We're going to try to talk about some things that are interesting to us. Hopefully they're interesting to you. So let's go ahead. What we're going to do is we're going to jump right in. I think everybody will get to know us a little bit better throughout the course of the series, um, the season, the different episodes that we run. Um, we've got a structure to the show that I hope everyone likes. Um, but I think it's uh, official for us to just kick it off with just some things that we've heard about. Uh, I, I don't know if you all have heard about this, but uh, running one hour a day can add seven hours to your life per day. Per day. Per day. So okay. let's let's extrapolate that out a little bit. I was about bit. to say, have you done the math yet? I, I personally have not been involved in the math, but I know that the math has been done. Uh, I read an article in the New York Times that talked about a 40-year study that was done over people that were smokers, non-smokers, obese, hypertension, all these different factors that these people had, right? 40 years worth of a study. People that ran one hour a day, it added 3.2 months to 3.2 years to their life. So if you run one hour a day over 40 years, that's a total of six months. So they spent six months of their time running that the other group did not spend running. See, as a non-runner, that sounds like way too much time. That's so what I'm I, thinking. But over, <laughs> you hear six months, yeah. and you're like, that's crazy. Like one hour a day, but it added 3.2 years to your life. So you subtract the six months that you spent running, it's a net gain of two point, what, six years? Okay, how about jogging though? Jogging, the <laughs> J is silent. <laughs> <laughs> But seriously, one hour a day, and it didn't matter if you were a smoker or if you were fat. Hmm. It didn't matter. Like that, the I, I don't. It's one of those healing things that the body does. It's just like when smokers quit smoking. You know, you can be a smoker for fifteen years, quit smoking, and in nine months, your lungs are almost fully regenerated back to the way that they were. You got to hack some stuff out first. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's kind of you hack it a lot of it. Probably be hurling a, a lot. A lot of it comes out. Mm. I'm not a runner, but the reason it was interesting to me was my wife recently bought a treadmill. It was something that my wife went from talking to me about a treadmill to us owning a treadmill in like two days. Oh, that's how it is, man. But I mean, it was <laughs> I've done my research. I want this one. Da, 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 da. I want to order it online. That's where I was like, I got a problem with this. I'm, I'm I'm somewhat of a man. I mean, I'm not a build stuff those... with my tools and made of brawn 
type of man, but I'm a man, so I would like to see this treadmill before it arrives at my front door, you know? So I I had a problem with her ordering the treadmill online. Am I wrong? I mean, I'll be honest. We bought a, uh, what are they called? Es- uh, escalator, Stairmaster, whatever the hell they're called. Uh, uh, elliptical. 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 Yeah, yeah, elliptical. And, uh, I mean, we kind of did the shady thing of, like, going to Dick's and, like, stand on one and play with it and look at all the stuff there. And then be like, we want the floor model. And, no, no, no. <laughs> and then we just went home and ordered it on Amazon. Mm. There you go. There you go. So, but Amazon was cheaper. Free delivery. Isn't it always? It kind of is, man. Do they so, test it out for you and everything? No, I mean, like, I t- we tested it out at the Dick Sporting Goods. Didn't buy it at the Dick Sporting Goods. We, uh... You know, well, I mean, how about... Answer answer my question, though. Am I overreacting by wanting to see and touch a treadmill no, before see, it so lives that's, in my garage? That's the difference. We saw and touched it first. You know? So it doesn't count, I guess. We just ordered on Amazon. Is that a guy thing? I'm with you. I don't like to order something if I don't know what I'm getting. Yeah, I I would have to say it's a guy thing. I would have to say so. But the way I see your wife buying a treadmill is the same way I see anyone watching a commercial of seeing as seen on TV in ordering that item. Yeah, and seeing someone that's so in perfect shape, seen, you know, yeah. she may have seen with a perky body <laughs> that is nothing out of place <laughs> that's running on this treadmill. And saying I want that, just like she might want Nutrisystem. True, I it was something that we it went that way. We ordered it offline. I had a treadmill on my front porch, and I grabbed it off the porch, drug it in. But I was very surprised. I had that put together in fifteen minutes. You're a liar. Fifteen minutes, dude. Did it just fold up? No, it was. Dude. I actually had to tighten a couple Allen wrench, Allen nuts. So give me a break. Have you been on it yet? My wife has multiple times. You sat on it today. But are you going to get on it? Hell no. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so uh, when I made that uh, elliptical, it only came in about 400 pieces, and it took me many hours. And I'm a guy that's good at putting things together. It took me many hours. It See, was ellipticals are a little different. A though. lot of pieces mm-hmm. and a lot of big pieces, and it was... And how long ago was that? Uh, it was like a... I think that was what we got for Christmas or something like that. God. So recently... It's been eight months. Year. Okay, so yeah, that's not long enough for it yeah. to expire in terms of them being able to upgrade how easy it is to put together. I tell you, they they had to have thought about that because it was relatively easy. I am you helped put that floor in my crawl space, and you did a good eighty percent of the work that wasn't digging. <laughs> so like you're digging the hole. Yeah, hey, I can dig that hole. <laughs> you got to measure this. You got to cut that. You know, that's your job. So that's just not me so the fact that it was six steps for me to put together was nice and easy and i i felt like a man like i felt like a husband it was like not only is your treadmill here but it's ready for you to run on tonight so it it was brownie points for me for sure i didn't i didn't put in the part about how easy it was i left that out. you're not supposed to so so running an hour a day is is advised it's it's something that's suggested I'll try to get around to that. So again, again, you can be fat if you can find one hour. You're gonna find. You're gonna live three years longer over forty year span. Man, all right, let's do it then. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> so, one of the other things that I heard about this weekend, and I'm sure that everyone listening and everyone across the face of the earth that has any kind of social media platform heard about, was 
the god awful psychopath that went crazy. Oh, for right? sure. Right. Sure. So we all heard about this guy. We don't want to get into that because it's just ridiculous. But let's talk about the Facebook Live stuff. Y'all remember the reporter months ago that was shot on live TV. Yeah. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Where that guy that used to work for the radio station just came up behind that camera and just, it was like it was network network TV. Yeah, he shot both of them. And you mentioned something off air about how the one-up syndrome about all this stuff with live TV. So what I want to talk about for a second, like the the live feed epidemic that's going on with 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 society. So I mean, what do you think? I mean, I think it's been a year now since live video was actually introduced to Facebook. I haven't used it myself, but it's been around for about a year. Instagram, I would probably say it's almost been half a year. Um, and the platform with Instagram is, uh, for me, every, everyone who gets has Instagram on their phone gets an alert if so-and-so that they follow. As soon as they start a live, video, a live video. Just like I Facebook. Get, you yeah. don't know what you're going to get. Right. But as soon, as soon as you see the notification, you have the choice to click on Correct. it. And go ahead and see Correct. what it's all about. And that's the new thing, apparently. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm disconnected from that, for sure. Like, I, I think that's way too much access. And I think I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum of, obviously, the people that enjoy that. But I think it's now getting to the point where it's a problem. I mean, it was a problem in the NFL. It was a problem with Antonio Brown mm. trying to be Mr. Let me show everybody what my locker room's like. He's lucky he didn't get his ass beat by all his teammates. Mm. The only... I mean, for a lot of people my age, the enjoyment, and I, I think you'd enjoy this too, Hayden, is um, getting to see them maybe at a concert and getting to see a live video of them at a concert just for a second or at a game just for a second. You may not want to watch the whole video because you really don't care. That's why you didn't buy tickets for that same event. But with that being said, you might get to see them, I don't know, maybe in a random country that they're visiting um, and see what that's all about. Just for it could be just two minutes. But I guess my overall question: Why? Why? Why do we have to have that? Ah, you know, like I that's mean, the only reason why they do it is because they know they have an audience for it. It's true. You get to actually see your audience too. Yeah, it, yeah. Tells, you, it tells you how many correct people are viewing at any point if in time. they like it or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it just fuels that fire, right? Like that narcissistic fire. I, I think it's crazy. I'm not saying that people that post live videos are narcissistic. Please don't take that. But I am saying that it does fuel that fire of, I got to have it now. I got to have that backstage access. And there is no shock value these days. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, the things that you can just type into Google and find at 13. We had to fight hard for that stuff. Have, like, do you do you remember when you were thirteen? The website, uh, what was it called? No, I don't, because there weren't any websites when yeah, I was thirteen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I that's real talk. Like, yes, there a, were, dude. AOL.com, dial-up AOL was a thing my sophomore year of high school when I was sixteen. Okay, whatever. So With, the internet was around, yes. All right, but the I mean, I'm talking. This website's been around. Rotten.com. I've heard of Rotten.com. Oh, man. Yes. That was the things the... that you could see on Rotten.com? Awful stuff. Yes. It was one of those like... But but again, back in my childhood, to see anything like that, 
you had to have a blockbuster video card and you had to sneak into the adult section yep. and you had to rent faces of death oh see they had those those videos were on that website exactly yeah so it's the same thing like i was you saying ever heard with, of that malcolm i have never faces of death of oh. yeah see faces of death is basically the internet like <laughs> it, it's basically like isis videos on the internet this is what it is like, it, it, if you want to watch somebody getting disemboweled you go rent faces of death and you can see it live on tv and this was back when i was a kid but to get that you had to be a lofty member of society and be able to have a blockbuster card so you know i mean hell that was back when microwaves cost three hundred dollars so you know i'm dating myself a little bit here but again i think it's a live video thing and it's just that that thirst you know that that like need that people have to have to see it i mean let's just think about the ray rice thing that happened a little while ago a couple years ago where he knocked his fiance unconscious and drug her out of an elevator by her feet, hmm. her face dragging across the floor. And the TMZ, it took TMZ to get the footage out public for everybody. And the story was well known by both the Baltimore Ravens, the team he played for, and the NFL about what he did. It's clear, it's there, and he didn't deny any of it in the police report. His punishment's dealt out. Two days later, the video comes out, and we get to see it. And then it's like, oh, now we got to suspend him for the whole year. He's blackballed from football. All of a sudden, Ray Rice can't be a running back anymore. And I think that a, a lot of it is because of that shock value. You and I were talking about when we had we were talking about faces of death and all that other stuff. Yeah. Like when you see it, man, it's like, why? Why did I want to see this? It's almost it like changes your perspective it, it does, so it, much. It's like how do you how do people go from like I just heard about a woman getting her face crunched in like a terrible I mean just awful like just I mean like obviously he's a a monster of a man right you know like you could only imagine the damage he could do to mm. a small person but domestic like, violence it's not like it's anything new that you really right. hear about on the news but how do people go from not caring so much then and then like you said two days later it's an uproar like a social media freak out I, because I, people get to see it and it makes it makes such a big difference of when they hear about what happened it's almost like that idea of the mob mentality right where like you're outraged because you feel like you have to be outraged and i'm outraged because you're outraged and you're outraged because they're outraged so it's it's just one of those how many people are really going to show their outrage until they feel like they have to you know, think about the Donald Sterling thing. Another sports example. Owner of the L.A. Clippers. Known racist to everyone that's ever talked to him or worked for him. Known that he was a racist. It took it being caught on video by his girlfriend that was 30 years younger than him. And entrapment. And what happens? The it's NBA a conversation. takes team yeah. away. I mean, they took a $1.2 billion team away Just from a racist. Snatched. Because it was caught on video mm-hmm. when he was a known racist. But you mm-hmm. could have talked to anybody that knew him and been like, oh, yeah, he sits the N-word all the time. It just goes to that whole, I mean, it, it's a much bigger conversation we could have one day about evidence and the deni- plausible deniability and all of those things and mob mentality, you know, mm-hmm. how, how you've got to be able to flip that. But I, I think that it's, it's really, really crazy the the thirst and the need for it 
And I think, like we talked, it's fed by like TMZ-ish type of shows or behaviors and all these platforms we have. They you just, and I could go, we could go live right now if we wanted to. So, I mean, com combine that with, I guess couple that with the good that can come, come from it. I mean, it would have changed <clears throat> video access, what um, tape recording access. It would have changed a lot of court cases if it had been involved. Absolutely. Well, we, we don't know how many, but I think we can all agree. the two examples I gave, yeah. video and the other recorded, and audio recorded, recording, yeah. were for the good of humanity. Because think about how it brought to light the issue of domestic violence, how much the NFL rallied behind it, how much other sports leagues have rallied behind it, how much the conversation has started about it. Um, so that's what I mean by the good of humanity. And, and what the, what they did good. So there is good and bad for it. And I think that it is things that add to that thirst that we were talking about. Why are we thirsty? I looked at both of you and I said, why? Why are we thirsty? Well, I, I think that it answers a lot of questions. You just said something about court cases. Uh, it answers those questions. So, you know, I, I think that... Think if there was video footage of stuff when OJ went ham. Mm. <laughs> I mean, you know, all we had was that that crazy helicopter pilot that was following him everywhere. So I just opened up the OJ box. That's right. We we'll go down that because <laughs> I'm old school. I I remember watching that as a seventh grader on TV. If you hadn't seen that miniseries, you need to because the it's, documentary. It's so hmm. well. It's not. It's like a docu. It's so documentary, documentary series documentary series yeah, yeah. on yes the 30 for 30 yeah. yeah ESPN oh no no I'm talking about um, this one's on Netflix now it was a Netflix original and it was awesome was I'm it OJ Simpson the versus the people one. yes yeah. the people or the people or versus OJ the people Simpson. versus OJ you're yeah. talking about like the one that's not that's it's actors. actors yeah, yeah it's with John Travolta was and Cuba Gooding Cuba yeah that one's good don't get me wrong but, but you're talking 30 for you, 30? If you watch the 30 for 30, you will learn things about that that you didn't know. It will, it will teach you why the L.A. community didn't trust the LAPD. Yeah. Not just because of O.J. and not just because of Rodney King. Yeah. It was a lot deeper than that. I didn't know that. I learned so much from that documentary. So, again, we could spend a whole episode talking about the O.J. stuff. That People are so interested in that. But we're gonna leave people hanging on the OJ stuff. I didn't even mean to kick that kick that hornet's nest. I really didn't. So we'll 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 back away with a <laughs> suggestion that people, our listeners, watch the OJ documentary and then the way that the actors portrayed it in that. I thought they did really well in that too. Hmm. I think you'll actually learn something. I did from watching. I was a little kid when all that went down, and yeah. I remember seeing it on TV. Um, but I never really thought that much deep about it because I was, of course, a little kid. You, I mean, you, what were you, 12, maybe? Yeah, I was in seventh grade when yeah. it all went down. What year was that? 11, 93. Oh, rest in peace. <laughs> I was not alive yet. Yeah, but, man, I'm telling you. But we got to watch it on TV. Yeah, it was you know a summer of 93, actually. We in our classrooms. <laughs> One know, of those ones that they pull out. Big 300-pound TVs, mm. but we had them. Um, so... Anyway, let's. It'll be let's fun in a on. later episode. Let, let's sure. move on. I, again, it's this could rabbit hole a lot of different directions. <laughs> we love those rabbit holes, though. That's what <laughs> makes us us, dude. This show is rabbit hole.
<laughs> you know, if it wasn't Big Red Van, it could be called. Well, now for a new name. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, but rabbits are just, we couldn't have a rabbit. No. What we can talk about, though, is goats. Mm. You goats. guessed it. Yeah, man. I, You know, we got here. We pull up. And we see, Malcolm says to me, are those goats? Yes, sir. Those are goats. So here we are at your palatial abode. Palatial. <laughs> so, and you have a handmade goat pen. Oh, you darn tootin' I do. Residing in handmade goat pen is are two beautiful pygmy goats. Tell us about them. All right, so uh, Deanne's uh, great aunt, she, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, about a year and a half ago, they got some goats, just like uh, on a whim, little baby goats, and uh, now they're all retired and done, and they're wanting to, uh, done with working, and they obviously can't have farm animals if you're going to retire, and their plan is to go travel a lot. Like a whole lot, like traveling with goats will be tough. like months at a time, kind of traveling, like RV and across the country, you know, doing that sort of thing. And of Absolutely. course, you can either put that burden on family members or your neighbors, but they were like, "How about we just try and give them away?" And they, we were like, "Hey, we'll take that or sell them." We'll right? take, yeah, we'll yeah. take those goats. And uh, so, and on the the plus side of that, Harding Harding loves his goats. Your son loves animals. Oh man, does he love the goats? Like we've been talking about these goats. He loves the Wiggles. There's a Wiggle song about goats that he sings all the time. <laughs> like, let me tell you, this kid loves his goats. And so he, the, now he's he's been to the zoo a couple times, right? Your oh, son? The, the petting zoo, loves it. Like, we uh, we went to like, of course, there's the Knoxville Zoo, or I'm sorry, Zoo Knoxville. Name change there. I don't know if y'all are aware. It's Zoo Knoxville now. Um, but we went to the Nashville Zoo um, a couple months ago. And uh, there's a big petting zoo in there, like lots of goats, all sorts of stuff. And he just, oh man, he just gets that brush they hand out and just wears them out. Just like, goes after it. Oh, he's just, this is the greatest thing ever. You know, I don't have any pets. You having three dogs has to really help him being able to run up to them and just warm up so much to, to them. Just just saying that with, with my two kids, it just I, I think it's, I'm going to bring them over here to meet your goats. Oh, they're going to sure. love it. I don't know. Oh, they will. I don't know. Hayden, what does this bring your animal count up to as far as pets? Okay, so... Uh, Good question. Uh, unfortunately, a few years ago, we lost some of our pets. We did have uh, three frogs. I knew about these frogs. We had some sweet hmm. tree frogs. They uh, they lived out their days, and they're gone now. Um, it was sad, so we never got more. But that was, at, that was on the list prior. Um, but we have our three dogs. Um, I have a pond full of goldfish. There are 25 goldfish in that pond. Um, they don't have individual names. <laughs> I'm can, not that we crazy. We, we can go through that. Um, and now I have uh, two awesome pygmy goats, uh, Mr. Sammy and Mrs. Dolly. Ugh. Love Dolly. She's so sweet. Dolly I, Dolly makes sense. Yeah. Where we are. She's a doll. You know. Well, she's a doll and... <laughs> We're in Tennessee. Yeah, and, you're, you're, you know, you know, no, no, no need to say anymore. We love Dolly Parton here. Uh, However, <laughs> I, so we will say more. I, I, not about Dolly. <laughs> about Sammy, right? Okay. Is it Sammy? He's kind of a jerk. Yeah, he's just misnamed. You think so? Think what? So. Then what would you name? Uh, I mean, I would go obvious. 
Oh, I know where he's going. William J. Goat. <laughs> William J. Goat. And he, his friends might be lucky enough to call him Billy. <laughs> might be. Oh, only only as close as family. No, but it's like trying to rename a kid, I guess. It'd be like trying to rename a dog. You know, you, you get a dog from a friend that's moving, and your dog's name is Henry. It's not like you can get the dog and name it Jason. <laughs> Speaking of Henry and Jason, yes, I think that dogs should have the most normal human names. And no, the cats the same. No, like, okay, I, so I want to own a cat named all right. Kevin. I disagree. Kevin, I'm, I'm going to call my cat Kevin. Are you ready for our dog's yeah. full names? Please. Okay, so my oldest dog Kirby, he's uh, 12 years old. Wiener dog. Wiener dog. His name is <laughs> Kirby Kerbotronic Johnson. Kerbotronic. That is Johnson. official on paper. His name Kirby Kerbotronic Johnson. That's a little silly. Maybe. I was young when I named. I would him. almost make Kerbotronic the first name. I know, right? It's good. Okay. Second dog, Natty. Her official name is Natalie. Natalie Euphigenia Johnson. <laughs> Let's do this. Yeah, man. Keep We're it going there. Here's the kicker, though. Yeah, so the youngest dog, Robin. His official name is. <laughs> Sir Robin Ignatius Wolfgang Ignatius, Johnson. Ignatius, that mm. sets it off. <laughs> Ignatius. Sir Robin Wolfgang Ignatius and, Johnson. And did this come from like a bad night at the bar? Or, <laughs> like, how, did somebody slip something in your drink or in your food? It's not Maybe like we ate a, a ridiculous brownie. You know, it's more like what you read off of a fortune cookie, and then find <laughs> I mean, the numbers on the back of it saying so how three did dogs. Ignatius work its way into Robin's name. I uh, we he he had to have a proper British knight name, hmm. so we just went for as old school as we could think of. And well, at least you have a decent explanation for it. <laughs> you know, uh, just Ignatius sounds cool. He's a he's knighted man. His name is Sir Robin. This is I, I left that out. <laughs> As in, you went through the knighting process, or oh yeah, I mean, oh he paid his dues. We 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 flew to England. Uh, I got two scars on my legs from Robin. We <laughs> he paid his dues. We hollered at the Queen. <laughs> yeah, and she uh, she dubbed him. That's how it goes. Good for Robin. <laughs> Sir Ignatius. Oh, excuse me. Excuse Sir me. Robin Ignatius Wolfgang, actually. See, Wolfgang needs to be a part of any official British name, I think. <laughs> I actually think that's probably more of like a... Or like Chatsworth. Like a German, German name, name or something. Yeah. Like yeah, that's a good point. Like Wolfgang Amadeus. I, mean, I don't know. They'd be offended. Uh, <laughs> I mean, what I meant was Chatsworth. Chatsworth, or like, Chatsworth like Georgia. Wellington Chatsworth. That sounds like a good cat name. See, I'm telling you though, I I think it. Would, how hilarious would it be if you were hollering at your dog Trevor, <laughs> or Jason? I I don't like when animals have. I don't like kibbles. I don't, think I don't of the like, name like Chloe I, yeah, or I Max. Mean, you, there are kids that are named like Lampshade these days. <laughs> so, I mean, what the hell? You, you can name a kid Dowel Rod. Mm. <clears throat> Dow, Dowel. Well, Dowel I mean, is a legitimate first name for kids these days. Kanye and Kim named him Northwest. Uh, mm. Don't. don't. <laughs> I mean, everybody knows that. Man, I can't. 
I can't. All right. right. So would you name your first pet North or your first kid North if you had to do one or the other? If I had to? You had to name your either first pet or first kid North. Oh, that's no question. It's my pet. I, I, I can get rid of my pet and live with myself. <laughs> oh, my. I can move on. Let's, let's not. Let's not. Okay. All right. So All become right. a parent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's compare a child to, okay, let's not, but let's do it. Like, I, I can't, I'm not replacing a baby. Okay, I'm just not replacing a baby. If I need to get a new dog, I can get a new dog. Fair. So. That is fair. That is fair. It's just not, it's not apples to apples. You're right, it's not. And I will probably get into a fight with ACLU about it. <laughs> but it's not apple to, apples to apples. Oh, man. So you get to keep these goats for as Forever. long as you want? They, uh, they live about 15 years. And like I said before, they're about a year, one of them's a year old and one of them's a year and a half old. So we got these goats for the haul, man. Nice. It's basically like they're brand new. But, uh, yeah, we built them a big old fence back there. Uh, Looks nice. I mm-hmm. did it in a day, man. Quick drying concrete is Why does real. That surprise me? I mean, it's the, the bag of concrete on fast, fast he, drying. He's going to explain it to us, Malcolm, and he's going to try to make it sound like it's easy. Like all the whole brawn stuff I was talking about at the beginning. Oh, come Dude's on. Dude's about to make this look easy. <laughs> let me just, let, okay, let me just tell you this. How many days ago was this? Five days ago that I built this fence? My hands are still absolutely killing me from just the gripping of the the, the post hole digger for all the posts. I mean, literally, my hands have not stopped cramping for like since that day. I believe I that. am. Mm. I I I overdid it that day. I believe that, but that still doesn't. You know, I'm not getting that done in one day by myself. There's just no way. Even with instructions, <laughs> you had no instructions. You came with the instructions on your own. I'd probably you have told to me watch. How you like rigged something up with a bar and you used a yeah. winch and roped it to a chain in a tree and it worked out to tighten the fence. <laughs> I'm like, tr- it's half Chinese to me. I'm trying to <laughs> imagine what you're saying and you're just flying through it like it's literally a one plus one math problem. And hmm. but I go out there and look at your goat pen. And it looks like it was a one plus one math problem. I'm sure it was hard work, man, but you did a hell of a job. It, it looks really, really good. It was difficult, but... I couldn't uh, do that. It, uh, I mean, I, I've just seen someone do it before, so I, I, I tried to replicate the results, I yeah, guess. I wish. The tool that I came up with I had seen used in prior projects See, that works from other with people. My jump shot. It doesn't work with a hammer and a nail. <laughs> or a saw, or a level, or a anything yeah you're gonna have to come out with one of those lego block manuals and then then we could try and make it but still wouldn't be able to do it <laughs> i just i don't know I, have you you haven't seen it you did kind of see i it? did see it i think it's it looks impressive. fantastic it's impressive it's it's 200 feet around it's a pretty good little square footage you did good man. and you only you did, did it in really a day good. your goats uh, have hey. an appropriate home they've they've got a kid that's going to come play with them relentlessly they've got dogs to look at and you know, they, they just we're, we're building a little goat barn too, so that we're that's coming. Uh, what is tomorrow? Wednesday. So Thursday, two days. Thursday, from now, be looking forward to. We're the gonna goat we're barn. gonna have sounds good. It's gonna be like a little barn erecting going on. A little like four foot by four foot barn with a tin roof, and they're gonna get to live in it with their little cedar chips and hay bales. Very nice. So. Very nice. 
So that's going to be awesome, man. I'm, I'm glad to hear about it. Uh, I, I've, I've told you before about how awesome your land is and how this, this little nook of property that you've got. And you're definitely taking full advantage of it. You're, you're definitely carving out a little nook for this, a little nook for that, and you've got one for goats. And who knows, man, maybe even a whole friggin' petting zoo one day. <laughs> you know? I mean, who knows what you'd have. So you've got the land for it. It's beautiful. It's awesome. You're the kind of guy that could figure it out. So I think we're going to revisit this goat pen throughout. I definitely think it's going to be growing. I, I would not be surprised if by the time the season was over, if there was another animal or two in there. I mean, that sounds like a pretty fun little uh, birthday or Christmas gift is another baby goat. Or if there was a chicken coop. Oh, man. Side. Of course or, you said that. We're totally already talked about that. See, like adding the chicken you. coop aspect I, to it. I told you. This it's beautiful out here, man. You need horses, damn it! Oh, like, no, that's why are we stopping at chickens? That's like getting a pool, man. Let's let's just throw just in the keep money going. in. Yeah, that's true. We'll just <laughs> pool throw. horse. Let's start a fire. Horse, and then I'll just start making it rain on that fire. <laughs> or I could go buy a horse. One of those two. So, all right, it, that that's kind of our kick in the water cooler segment. You know, like just kind of whatever. It's how was the weekend? We didn't even talk about the weekend, but we're, we film on Tuesdays. So we're always fresh off a weekend. It's a Tuesday today, um, and I feel I feel really good about that. You know, it's, that's that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna kick the water cooler for 15, 20 minutes, and but I I'm I'm done with that. You guys good? I'm good. Anything else? Beautiful. Perfect. Uh, let's move on. I I say we we move on to something that is going to hopefully be the go to for our show. Um, worse calling it story time oh yeah story time i've been waiting for this actually (laughs) so story time is gonna be story time oh you're darn tootin it will be so it's gonna be whatever it is you and i talked about it you and i talked about it everyone on earth has a good story about something most people would revert to a stupid or insane party that they went to or a crazy person that they know, crazy place they went. Nothing makes the mind wander like a story. Oh yeah. So we thought it was necessary to start delving into some interesting stories, both with ourselves, and it's the best way to bring on guests. Oh yeah, we're so, excited. We're excited about guests coming on. So this this will be our perfect spot when we bring, you know, anyone that wants to contribute. If you've got a good story, send us an email. Like I said, everyone on Earth has a good story. Oh yeah, everybody. Send us an email. We're just regular dudes sitting here. Yeah, this might be, might be potentially the most interesting part of our whole talk. I'm really excited about it. The more feedback and the more interaction we have, the more interesting for sure. So this will be our chance to let you guys be a part of the Big Red Van. So this is, of course, our pilot episode, but we're gonna have some fun with some of our stories. But next episode, hopefully, we'll be bringing in a guest. To help share some of your guys' stories. Yeah, we're going to keep that under wraps. So we're, we're definitely thinking that... Oh, we're not telling you who. No, but <laughs> um, we're, we're swinging for the fences round one. Oh, you yeah. Know, it's, we're not going to try to limp into this whole story time thing. We're, tonight might be the worst of them, to be honest with you. <laughs> so uh, with the people we've talked to and what we've got... Every, again, everyone knows an interesting story. Everybody, everybody knows an interesting person or a flamboyant personality that has an interesting way of telling one, and those are so fun to listen to. Oh yeah, 
Oh, they're so fun to listen to. So what we're going to do, we're going to take a break. Um, we've been going at this, trying to just hammer it out. We're going to take a break and come back with story time. So thank you for listening to segment one. Did you hear about this? And we'll be back with story time. Just now. some of the most fun that we have week to week is going to be this middle segment of our show the BRV standout segment story time so what we're going to focus on tonight since we don't have any guests in studio we're going to go around and I know you have a story Hayden oh yeah and I've got a story like we ours are locked and loaded we're, we're ready to go so we're going to go ahead and we're going to run through those and see how that feels so we're, we're going to run through those themes for story time today, because there's going to be a theme from week to week. Mm. We're trying to hit a home run with our first guest. So we're trying to set that up big. And there will be a theme with our shows that go along with our guests. We're going to try to accommodate. All right. Be as creative as possible. Theme for today, party stories. Those are the best kind. We said in the lead-in how everyone has a good story. And everyone knows of a good story. Most of the best stories that happen to us are high school and or college. So, set that stage. Party stories. You've got one. Hayden. All right. So, hit us with it. It's not too long of a story. Uh, It is just hilarious, and it's also just one of those dark moments where I just feel bad about another person. Right. (laughs) Um, So, this was back when... um, lived with a, a, a couple guys and uh, Deanne also lived with us so it was uh, four of us living in an apartment it was a three bedroom we had the master bedroom and so needless to say with four people living in a big apartment uh, us all being college age we we threw down from time to time absolutely you know there'd be quite a number of people in our house or in our apartment you know and living in an apartment was easy to to handle because it's an apartment complex mm-hmm. so people parked everywhere nobody really knew what apartment they were in um except for the like if you're lucky and you got a cool neighbor then you know you could get away what? with anything uh oh. so funny you say that yeah, that was actually that that's a side story there but we had probably the worst neighbor i've ever had in my entire life when we lived there yeah you still threw parties oh we threw down we we're like <laughs> yeah. like sometimes in spite of them oh uh well kind <laughs> of like yes very much so yeah. like there she called the cops on us so many times for no reason that the cops literally said they're not going to come anymore and unless we're bringing a fire truck with us we're not coming no like i'm not kidding they literally were like lady you've lost all your credibility and we're not coming anymore for us to come the apartment complex manager must come first Hmm. and document that it's a valid reason for us to come so what was this particular party about Okay, so the party, I don't even remember the party, what it was about. It was just a, it was a Friday, Saturday night, whatever, getting down. So one of my roommates at the time decides it would have been a good idea to invite this girl who was only 17. And, you there know. We go. <laughs> now, of course, we're, none of us oh, are we're crazy. at the climax. Crazy, yeah. crazy <clears throat> evil people. Um, and, but we basically kind of made the, in, the implication. And this, you, frame of reference, you were how old at this time? Uh... 21 maybe 22 okay. so college okay. so i was yeah i was yeah. totally no, in college yeah yeah that's that's yeah fair. but so this girl was like 17 and we're like 
okay, man, why why the hell did you let this girl come to our apartment? Like, you realize that's a, like about the worst idea you could have. And when why are you in handcuffs? Yeah. And, oh, it wasn't like he was, like, messing around with this girl or anything like that. He just, just knew her, you know? Yeah. I mean, also, let me, let me clear up. Roommates were, like, two years younger than us, so they were only, like, 19. So they weren't that far off from, you know, they're fresh out of high school. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like they were far apart from this girl as far as age goes. But, but it was still just... A but a minor is a minor. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we're trying to get this girl to just want to go home, is essentially what what progressed here and so of course with it being a party we busted out the uh the beer funnel you know we're sitting there slamming them down you the know beer funnel tends to make an appearance oh yeah so we decided to pull this prank on this girl because we weren't going to feed her alcohol that was not our thing like we were like i you're not going to do that you know we're not going to give this girl any of our beer like she's on her own like not contributing. Okay, so your morals go there, but let's see where they don't go. <laughs> so, so here's how it does Tell go. The truth. I uh, have a deep fryer, and the deep fryer is full of oil. Oh my! Okay, guess what color oil that has been used is? It's about the same color as beer. It's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's pretty darn close. Please it's e- yeah. You're shaking your head, Malcolm, but. You know what's coming next. This is how you sent this minor home? This is how we sent that minor home. Oh, my. So, she's not in the kitchen at the moment, and they decide to fill about 12 ounces up of that grease into mm. the, the beer funnel. And, of course, they're like, do it, do it, started. And, uh, mind you, I didn't hold the funnel. I didn't actually do any of hands-on stuff. But I could really, I mean... In hindsight, I'm a contributor. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, so this girl turns that thing up, and I mean, she gets going le- after it, right? Oh yeah, like just with all might. All, at least, at least half of it goes down. Oh, I'm, we're talking man. like a solid, like six, seven, so eight she ounces. She didn't taste it till like four gold. Oh deep. yeah, and you know how quick a, a funnel goes down. Oh. And so I mean, yeah, she just immediately realized what was going on. And, I mean, she just stepped out on the front porch, hurled it back out, got rid of it, and was like... Tell me she left the party with Oh, dignity. she left. She, she left did immediately. She with her handbag, her pumps, and her dignity? Immediately. Absolutely. It was horrible. <laughs> so, you, you had no part in the decision to throw this deep fryer oil from your deep <laughs> okay so to the the listeners out there that know of this story i mean you guys know what happened hey statute of limitations dude like what is it five years that on most things uh yeah. i don't know unless your name's jerry sandusky <laughs> like right you're right so five years so you're clear you're good. Uh, I mean, there, I mean okay. Books about so here's the thing. I didn't fry oil we, in a beer funnel to a minor. At worst, my crime committed was just bullying someone. That. What I'm well, wanting to know is how hot is the oil? Oh no no room temperature. Okay. It good. hadn't been. I oh thought you were say, oh how no. Hot is the girl. <laughs> I was going to say that kind of show, dude. Like, all right. Man. Alright, let's, let's... I thought, you, right, I thought you were implying that the oil was hot when we put it in there. No, that's like murder. That's... No, I wouldn't think it would be boiling hot or anything where salt. you're burning out her throat. 
I'm just wanting to know if it's warm or. I honestly thought you were gonna say how hot was the girl. <laughs> what? So yeah, like was was it worth doing that? How hot was she? No, no but <laughs> I mean, what you couldn't get her to go away. Was she too hot for you guys to tell her to go away? Oh no! So, oh god! So that's that's a good one, man. That's a really good one. I'll never I've forget never that. I've never heard of that. I'll never forget that. I've heard of a lot of ways to say bye, Felicia, but I've never heard of putting oil in a beer funnel. To say bye, Felicia. <laughs> she did not she drink get the, over the funnel of, of beer she was expecting. She got, she got a. Mm. Yeah. See, usually when that happens to me, it's I take a big old drink expecting Mountain Dew, and I get Dr Pepper. <laughs> it's not okay. Those are two different colors, but, though. But, but you can't see it through the red straw. Come on, give me a break. But you know what I mean. You take a drink, you're expecting one, you get the other. Ah. Uh, Think about that, though. Okay, so. Thinking of that same story, I have just a little supplemental story that just re- it just reminded me of, and this is awesome. I mean, this is probably not that awesome. Proof people have probably done this before, but so at a different house I lived at downtown for a short period, uh, in the fort, if you would call it. Yeah, I lived in the University fort. of Tennessee, 16th y'all. Sixteenth and Grand, right? Uh, but uh, so anyway, down the fort, uh, some guys I I was with they. They had made a beer funnel that was one of those like multi-story ones where it had like 15 feet of tube on True it. True Southern ingenuity. Oh, like monster. Yes. Like, it held a whole six pack. Okay, so one of my buddies is deciding that he's going to go for the gauntlet and go for the si- the whole six pack in it. Um, so little. Di- so the beauty of it is that you have to be up on the top porch to hold it and fill it up while he is down below. So he can't really see what's going on up there. So we decided, we filled it up with its six beers, okay? Like he asked us to. Let's do oil again. No, no. This is uh, this actually many years later. Uh, but so we decided to bust out the Evan Williams mm-hmm. and throw two double shots mm. on the top. So he's down there just, you know, power chugging when this thing goes off. Just, uh, uh, just I mean, just seriously, it was impressive. But then you see him when he gets to that last little little bit and all that goes down and you can know it's just probably coming out his nose and just burning everything. And all that just came out instantaneously. He did, I don't think he kept any of it down. Mm. But that was a cruel joke. I mean... That's he, a three-story funnel. I saw one of those. I mean, it, it, it was going from zero to nine drinks in 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like... A whole six pack of beer plus four shots of whiskey, in like the ten seconds it took him to take that down. Going through that whole multiple story beer funnel thing is something that I just never signed up for. I mean, you know how hard a normal funnel forces beer down your throat. Yes. Imagine the gravity force of six beers at that height coming down. I didn't even like the whole shotgunning thing, let alone a funnel. Oh yeah, I just, love shotgun. Just not me. That was my thing when I was like, just. But I mean, how much more of a man could you be as a shotgun in here and smash it on the side of your table? Oh, no. One of my buddies could tear the can in half when he was finished with his teeth. Yeah, that's just... Like, literally mm. stab the knife in, carve you, turn it sideways to make a big hole, just slam it down, and then bite the can and tear it in half with his teeth. Well, he belongs in Kazakhstan with the boy I'm going to tell a story about later. Oh, how man. About that? <laughs> so, I, I'll just leave it hanging at that. That's what happened <laughs> Jeez. So, party, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, these, so, are, these are things in my life I'm never going to forget. 
Well, those are also some of the best years of your life uh, too. I'm a, I'm I'm going to tell my son and my daughter that there's a time and place for everything in life, and that time and place is college. <laughs> Period. Go live life. Be smart up until that point, and then you make choices. <laughs> you make choices. So um, I've got a story. So my story is from high school time frame. So 20 years ago, we used typewriters. <laughs> when I had to write a research paper, damn it, I had to read something in a book. <laughs> I didn't get to use the internet. Hmm. So I'm going to tell a story about my junior year of high school. So I had just gotten um, elected onto our uh, prom court. So I felt that it was prime time for me to be able to throw a party. I did not live in a nice house. I had lived in a relatively run-down house, to be quite honest, looking back on it. But the way it was built was rather interesting. The garage was all downstairs. It was literally built like a hotel. It was like basically one level with a big, giant hallway with rooms off to the side. A big, giant main room, and we had a, a big deck, and... A, a wide open kitchen and, and living room. So um, much like a studio hotel room that you go in and then like the hotel room hallway is down there. So anyway, I only tell you all that to, to give you an idea of how quickly it filled up and how many people it could have filled in. So word got out very quick. This is pre-Twitter. I mean, I'm talking 1999, 98 or 99. So pre-everything <laughs> that everybody knows about. Can I just were you were you rocking some prints at this party? I I don't think so. I really That's don't a think shame. so. Hmm. Um, it was probably more like um, the big timers <laughs> and Cash Money Records back when Lil Wayne was our age. Lil Wayne's like my age, and he got famous when he was sixteen, and that was pretty much right when he came out with his stuff and Cash Money Records got big. And I was a basketball player player and I thought I was black from time to time and <laughs> I, I literally tried to portray that and I, hell I front street yo I'll tell you about it you know what I mean? <laughs> so anyway have this party it's probably the music we're listening to word gets out really quick that we're having this party so I'm talking 400 people in my class there's a relatively big high school about 1700 people there was probably 250 people at my house in a matter of an hour oh my goodness and i had no idea that that was going to happen i knew maybe 40 of them didn't know the rest of them how many did you personally invite though like eight <laughs> now don't get me wrong you know i it was their job to get the As word a, out yeah. and it was their job to get it and then well, they did that. The the sap of all of it, I say sap is a bad choice of words, but the one that I conned into basically making the party happen was my older brother. He supplied a whole of the beer for it. We're like, all right, man, we're going to give you this little incentive. You get us the beer. So he gets us the beer. We have this insane party with all these people, and the party, God, we let, it lasts like 30, 45 minutes before the cops showed up because of how it, how it got out of control. Hmm. So I realized that that's not the story. The story starts when the cops showed up. So my house, the architecture, I told you, there's a big staircase and there's a garage downstairs. Well, down in the garage, there were some people smoking some things that they shouldn't have been smoking in the garage. <laughs> and when the cops showed up. 
and the door to the garage was cracked, you know, maybe six inches or so, because they didn't want anyone, exactly. you know, they were doing what they were doing in there. So, obviously, when the cops roll up, they smell that, they start beating on the garage door, and there's a squad or patrol of cops that are coming up to the actual door. Mm. So there's guys running up from the downstairs. There's people that are running in from the deck. And then there is a steady line of people that are diving out the living room window, which is on the other side. It literally is like an assembly line of people that are just like, All right, you go, 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 go. Like an emergency exit on an airplane in a disaster. They're just diving out head first, trying to get away from the police. I wanted to do that so bad. I had four of my friends that were there with me when my parents were out of town. Three of them ran off. One of them stayed. We had to stay, and we had to go through the house with the cops to make sure that there wasn't anybody else in the house. Generally, when the cops break up a party like that, they just let everybody run, and they hold one or two people accountable, right? So luckily, my older brother wasn't there. We sent him off to the movies or something, so that way he didn't have to be around if we got in trouble, and I didn't want him to know the debauchery that was going on anyway. (laughs) debauchery (laughs) so we get to walk around and open up every closet door every bedroom door and make sure that there's no other quote-unquote people hiding for the police and we get to do this with the cops right so we go to to the first couple of bedrooms and there's nothing and but we we hear something so like i hear it it's my house i'm just hoping that they don't hear it but we hear something coming from the back of the house so somebody's back there hiding, and I'm like, oh, great. Who's this going to be? What's going on? So anyway, long story short, we get to the back bedroom, and there's like thumping-type noise that we hear. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, please, Jesus. No. Please, no. I, and I'm, I'm not even trying to give you a visualization of what I was thinking at the time. I'm just thinking, no. Why is this <laughs> happening to me? Why does this have to be? I know the group of people that I hung out with in high school, and hearing a coming from a closet usually wasn't something I wanted to open the door to. So anyway, we walk up. The cop makes me open the door. He, you, open that door. He's got his flashlight up. So I open the door, and he puts his flashlight up, and all I see is a feverish elbow going back and forth about a million miles. Oh my goodness. (laughs) That you heard was an elbow going back and forth hitting a door (laughs) (laughs) well it could have been worse we can leave it at that as to what we walked into yeah blackout drunk had no idea that there were people with a flashlight behind him and a police officer had to tap him on the shoulder to get him to stop abusing himself (laughs) oh my god I mean he was in that closet hating himself but the, the hating himself Poor guy. and the, 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 the hating himself <laughs> the greatest thing about it was it was in my baby brother's bedroom oh no and I never told him about it uh oh now to this day to this day good crazy uncle mark is gonna be a guest on the new <laughs> <laughs> and get to hear that his closet was violated <laughs> That's what we're gonna call by it. By a yeah. strange drunk man, oh one night in 1998, it's uh, gonna be one of those like buried memories that just <laughs> resurfaces when you're like 42. Hey, bro. By the way, 
Yeah, exactly. Your closet. That your favorite shirt? Yeah, that that wasn't a tartar sauce. That weird stain that popped up? Yeah, that weird stain. That's what that was. Oh, no. Okay, so the only thing I have to say about that is what's funny is the cop made you open the door with the strange sound. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Did the cop hear... I want to know if the cop yeah, heard this. Like, it was obvious that there was a thump and something going on. I honestly thought I was going to open the door and see two people. But mm-hmm. you, you get what I mean, though. Like, the cop is supposed to be the one that's like, step back, y'all. Why, I, got I had this. to go room for room and, like, clear the house. Like, we were, like, SWAT team or, like, SEAL team six. Let's go clear the house. Like, I, I wasn't prepared or trained for that. I'm just opening doors. That's just too too much <laughs> was that one of the last doors it was the last door that we opened it was the back right corner room of the house after that i would be like we're not opening any more doors like seriously <laughs> everyone's gone man everyone ran when you came nope we're gonna go look we're gonna go check look under that bed <laughs> is this like part of my punishment like okay you already made me pour out all the beer you already made me you know do all this and that where'd you get the beer i'm not telling you that like, Smart. I mean, I'm not telling you that. What do I look like? I'm on the honor roll. <laughs> I think honor he just roll. wanted a tour of your house, but he wanted to find something good. that wasn't there. Yeah. You know, the guys that were doing what they weren't supposed to be doing in the in the basement, they got the hell out of there. You know, that's kind of instinct in that culture. So. Well, that was a heck of a story, Wade. Yeah, I think I, yours had a little bit more naughtiness than mine did. It's something that's burned an image in my head. You know, it's just one of those. High, everyone has a high school party story of us. Oh, we got drunk, or you know, so and so got so hammered, and they, you know, started mouthing off to a girl, and then she she whipped him silly. You know, something like that. Saw a girl, you know, beat a guy up five times her size. <laughs> that kind of thing, Gr- dude. Okay, you. I'm going to add one more slight thing to this little segment here. Girls can be mean fighters. I mean, like, ferocious. Ferocious. I'll never forget freshman year of high school, There, a girl fight breaks out in the common area. And I'm sure there's going to be people listening that remember this same thing. That, Another but, genre of stories that people are going to have are fight stories. Oh, my God. Like, these two girls, I'll leave their names out of it. But of course they start fighting. It's a it's punching. It's it's you know wrestling to the ground. But eventually one of them gets the other one to the ground, and it's just fist to the face, just pound and pound and pound. And then she just goes, you know what? And grabs her by the back of the head and her hair and just starts smacking her face into the tile. Mm-hmm. I mean, just and that that was when I came up. I could hear the thud 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 thud, and I was like, what is that noise? And then you could just hear that there's a fight going on. And I bust up, and that's all I see is just a bloody vicious, face just vicious. getting smashed into the tile. And I was like, ugh! Like, are you serious? This is, you know, first year of high school. I never even, like, there weren't even any fights in my middle school when I was in middle school. This is the first time I'd ever seen, like, a legit, like, blood coming out of someone's face fight. And, oh, my God, I'll never forget that. Mm-hmm. Ferocious, vicious. man. Whew. They got all that hair to grab. <laughs> that was what it was, man. It was just, like, they all both had long hair. One of them got the other one, and it was just... Oh, and it is <laughs> It was oh, it starts. So, I, I, I hope that we did some justice to story time, or at least showed a frame of reference to what we're gonna approach with story time. 
these from time to time we're going to tell our own we're just going to come in with our own um we just we started with party stories so oh, yeah it's not always like we said genres different genres of stories travel stories will be be one of the segments um obviously there's going to be the guest stories but we are a diverse show so we are going to have on a diverse group of guests that are going to show the range of the types of people that we associate ourselves with (laughs) and very happily so so um Hopefully you guys got a little bit of humor out of story time. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take a break, and then we're going to move on to another one of our um, highly reviewed segments. is called Three Top. Going to come back in with the Three Top. It's something that we beat around as an idea when we were coming up with the idea for the podcast. It's something we're going to come up with some kind of name for it. We originally said top three, but then that kind of leads itself to some type of list or something like that, right? right. So we, we decided to flip it around. Three top. There's three of us. Topics is what top is short for. So there's going to be three topics that we're going to run through. Each of us is going to have one that maybe we didn't get to earlier in the show, something we really wanted to talk about. So that, that's really what three tops going to be. It's a segment that we're going to hit at the end of every single show. We're going to go through it. We're going to run through it in this order every single show. Hayden, Malcolm, Wade. We're going to start with Hayden. Three top Hayden. What you got? Uh, top today is uh, Elon Musk and SpaceX. Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. You know I love my Elon Musk. Yep, as you should. He's, uh, you know, as we've talked about before, he's, uh, he's the Iron Man of today. We, yes, have discussed that at length. Oh, yeah. So, um, he's, so basically like what, what's going on with him is he's the guy that owns SpaceX. It's a company he started because he wanted to start making rockets for the government. He wanted to go to Mars. Oh yeah. yeah. That, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's his original, like his, he started SpaceX cause he's like, we got to go to Mars. Mm-hmm. Uh, well that's actually something really cool about Elon Musk is he's really into like just deciding he wants to do something that he thinks will better humanity and just going at it. Like so, how did he make his money? Uh, oh, so that's actually cool. Um, so he made his money. Um, it, I, I I forget the exact specifics, but he I think he was basically the developer of PayPal. Okay. Like he wrote a lot of the code for that, like right out of college, and like he basically developed PayPal, and then of course eBay bought PayPal for like a hundred and eighty million dollars. That's where he started. And then he's turned that into just business venture after business venture since then, now billionaire. Uh, but his big thing now is SpaceX and Tesla. Right. Car, and then, of course, the Hyperloop thing that he's working on, too. Right. Um, but Quick so, spot about Tesla. Did you know that Tesla is the fastest growing car American car company? It should be. More than Ford, more than Chevy, more than GMC, more than I mean, Dodge. I don't know. Uh, I've never actually yeah, got to that. I've never got to sit behind the wheel of one, but from my understanding, those Tesla electric, like, like, you know, badass cars they make are like, put it, like, put to shame most fast gas powered cars. I think it's more so his like forward thinking and his, his willingness to do so. I'm talking about sheer torque and zero to 60. Like we're talking like they school the gas powered cars. Yeah. And he's in instant power. He's been into SpaceX for how long now? 
oh lord i don't know how many years it's it's been some years now but i mean okay so i got a little off topic there elon musk is awesome um but spacex the thing that's cool okay that i think is just the neatest thing about spacex is actually what they're doing with their rockets so we all know the moon like the, the Apollo missions, right? They used a, what was called a Saturn V rocket to get there. I mean, it was a five-stage rocket. You know, you've all seen the movies and the footage and stuff where the back end falls off and then the next end falls mm-hmm. off and, yeah. you know, most of it's gone before they actually get to the moon and then they come back in the little capsule. So, obviously, you can't... Uh, that rocket's done. So, single-use rocket. Right. You know, you can't reclaim those stages. Um so what he's decided to try and make is a single stage rocket that takes off and lands a rocket that lands and I've, there's they did a test launch and landing of one week, a few weeks ago it wasn't perfect but obviously they're getting there but I'm like no kidding rocket takes off like you've seen any rocket ever from NASA take off goes up into the sky and then proceeds to come back down pointing straight up and land on its on its space. I've actually seen the footage of one of those and it looked like it came down in exact reverse of the way it went up. Exactly. At an angle. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't come down like straight down like a pencil falling straight down. Like it came onto the landing pad which was in the middle of the ocean. Yes. So oh, I've it seen came it right down then. too fast though. It, it, it I've seen it. yeah ones where that have broken. Yeah. But one where it came down at an angle. Like just literally like an arc. Like a three-point arc, and then just came down and then rested perfectly, standing straight up. As but then they showed the launch point, and that was exactly how it launched. Right. So I imagine that was just programmed into it. Oh, it's it's just it's, it's unbelievable because that's the thing is if we want to go to somewhere like Mars, the gravity between the Moon and Mars is significantly different. You need the whole reason to even get off the Earth in the first place is you need a big ass rocket. Right. Mm-hmm. You know human bodies and capsules and all that stuff is heavy. You need a big old rocket to get it off the planet. The moon, not so much. That's why they could take off in the little tiny lunar module Mm -hmm. to get home. Mars is not, you know, it's only like a third the gravity of Earth, but it's much more than the moon. And it's going to take a bigger rocket to take back off from Mars to get home. So they need a rocket that can do both stages essentially twice. Yeah. You know, so they can take off of that rocket, land on Mars, and then take off from Mars again and come home with all their stuff. Scientists, man. It's nuts. I you really know, hope that happens soon. I mean, yeah, dude. Like, the implications of landing on Mars are mind-blowing. Like, basically, the, the rate of discovery that the rovers... There's rovers all over the place. The rate of discovery that they have um, is very, very slow. And I mean real slow. As in, if a person were to go there in a spacesuit and start doing what they're trying to do at the rovers, they could do years worth of work in a week or two, with you know, with a real person versus a rover, mm-hmm. and especially like in a day, we're talking about weeks worth in a day, days worth in hours. You know what I mean? Like it's it's crazy how much more productive a person with two hands is versus a robot because they they drive them things slow, right? Because they don't want to get them stuck. They don't want to mess them up. The yeah. signal. Re- the relay time is slow, so they plus those things cost a billion dollars. <laughs> right, they don't mess them up. But man, the the rockets is just so freaking cool, and I, I can't wait to see like an official like 
takeoff and landing, like actually go into orbit and then come back down. And so land. they're obviously testing the takeoff and the landing of the rocket and all that. Have they given any kind of time frame as to how far out they see? I, I want to say he said 2035 is like a ballpark date okay. of when they think they'll be like ready. I think, or that might be more NASA's number, because honestly, SpaceX isn't the ones that are going to the moon. They're the ones developing the technology contracted from NASA to take us Correct. to the moon. Correct. So it's still a NASA venture. It's just SpaceX is the company that, you know, just like Boeing, they got stuff. the contract. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's man, I'm I'm so stoked. So again, just think about that in terms of twenty years. It's Bef- nuts. before we think forward. Think backwards twenty years. Think of just the small example I'll say that's coming to my brain is cameras. Yeah. Think about cameras now versus a camera twenty years ago. It's like well, it's now on your phone. Twenty years ago it wasn't. I mean a camera is a far cry from a rocket. Don't get me wrong. I understand right. that. But you and I have talked about this simple fact before. In history the things that blew up in history was when money started getting thrown at it at all sides. Oh, yeah. As soon as things started, we either started to invest in, whether it be medicine or steel or certain things, when a lot of money started being thrown at it was when things started to really explode. Well, that's like the only reason the Apollo program was there in the first place, is Russia launched Sputnik, and we shit our pants like like sputnik was the first thing in orbit around the earth and well, the russians well, did it and that was a pissing contest right is what that but, was but leading into what you meant by that is so the u.s government said money here it is like and they just the nasa's budget was like you know nowadays it's like a fraction of a percent but then it was like a fourth of total gdp was nasa's budget for the in those years of the 60s and 50s mm-hmm. like we're talking about we were throwing some cash at this and what we got out of it was like microchips cameras like all things that are small and electronic were birthed from that because the government needed lots of money to engineer really tiny things so we could make spaceships to go to space to beat the russians to the moon right and i'm not trying to get ahead of ourselves because if you take the movie back to the future for just an example Mm -hmm. and the movie was the future was 2015 if i remember right oh yeah because that, that date just came by like not that they long made ago. a big deal about the chicago cubs being the ones that were picked to win the world series in the oh. movie and they were in the playoffs that year they were the young come-ups and all that and the futuristic ideas they had in that movie flying cars to all of the other things we're we're far cry from that so i'm not trying to say that 20 years is going to go by and we're going to advance at the rate that the Back to the Future movie did. But, again, we have... A f- I have a four-year-old. and A four-year-old girl and a two-year-old boy. And your son's almost two. Mm-hmm. Let's even, let's throw it at 30 years from now. 30 years from now, they'll be 34 and 32 years old. We'll be old, old men. We'll, we'll, we'll be old men. Hopefully still doing this. <laughs> kicking some tires. But what if they're flying to Mars while we're doing this? I, how cool would that be? That, that would be one of the coolest things to be able to live out and see. I mean, think about somebody that's lived 100 years. Speak of that, the oldest person in the world died the other day. I don't Aww. know if you guys heard about that. Hmm. She's 117 years old. Jeez. The old woman that lived somewhere in Italy. How'd she die? <laughs> 
I'm sorry. <laughs> That's good. I almost answered. I almost. I'm sorry. I almost said old age. <laughs> I was literally so close. We could have cut it out. We didn't have to. So. That's good. I couldn't help myself. That was like a that was she said. But, uh, but I couldn't uh, right, right. But <laughs> but 117 years. Think about what that woman saw. You know, I was just talking about the Cubs. Like she was around. Well, you said she's from Italy. That's where she lived. Yeah. So I didn't read a whole lot about where mm. she was from and who she was and things like that. But she was. She's like got like two world wars. Yeah. yeah. She was a toddler when the first plane flew. Yeah, I mean, before automobiles, before She's seen a lot television, of before, before everything. Yeah. Before it, civilized worlds. Well, so, no, I mean, modern. Modern yeah. civilization. God. That's nuts, man. Like, to think about that. Like, you know, I was talking about space a minute ago. Like, the distance between, you know the Wright brothers taking their little glider a hundred yards and calling that the first flight, which I guess it is, of course, and I'm going to hold that against them, but it was literally just like a shasty glider that flew a hundred yards. Yeah. And to us going to the moon, we're only like 50 years apart. Okay. And then like, and slightly before that was the first nuclear weapon being dropped on another country. Right. Like the time from the first flight to us put developing nuclear weapons and putting them on a plane to drop on somebody else was like thirty five years. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. That I mean, that that's one of those history things. And I'm just like, whoa! Like, could you imagine going living in the era where those things were fantasy to so quickly go into not fantasy and real and being able to visualize it? Like me and, and my. See, I think that's the world that Elon Musk lives in. Old. Is the fact that it's like stuff like that is just right over the horizon? Yeah, it's right there, it's right there, and why not? You know, I think that that's something that the millennial generation says a lot, right? Younger generation, and I don't mean to say millennial, as a younger, mm -hmm. my generation included, someone says we can't do something, why not? Is really mm -hmm. a response. Now, you guys can't have a podcast, well, why not? So I, I think that it's just kind of part of it, and if I had a billion dollars then I would probably try to fly to Mars too. Try to figure out a way to do it. Or put somebody up there and yeah. me. So I, I just I wanna I want them to be able to just explore all of it. Like there's so much there to explore that we haven't got to touch yet. And to have a person there to go with a basically a shovel and go hack and flip over some dirt and be like, What's under there? Right. Like, you know, it's just going to be such a cool thing. Yeah. So SpaceX, that's my top for sure, man. SpaceX. Now, where do you see live videos of <clears throat> the rovers? Uh, there. I mean, NASA's website has yeah. links to like everything. Um, but no, there's so, there's so many live videos of cool things that are like either on a satellite or taking pictures of a certain part of the sky and stuff like that. Like NASA's website's got some cool stuff cool. on it. If you got a minute, go check out NASA's website and check out some of their live feeds and videos because they're cool. Right. Nice, man. That's good stuff. Uh, we're more than likely we're gonna end up talking about something Elon Musk, either in random conversation yeah. or in a three top. 
like once a series. If he quits doing cool stuff, we'll stop talking about him. <laughs> I doubt that'll happen. Man. You give a guy like that those kind of resources and context, they're just going to keep grinding. So um, you got to appreciate it because it's, it's, it's ultimately going to make a better world for our kids to live in. So, um, and SpaceX is just one of those things. So good stuff, man. That's one top. How about two top? Malcolm, what do you got? My topic this time has to be hockey. Has hockey? To be. I've been watching a lot Hockey of Hockey A? Yeah. All right. But it, it's so good. So those who get bored of it during the regular season, this is the time for them to watch because we're now in playoffs for the National Hockey League. And there's already been, I think, about 20 games, but 11 of them have gone to overtime. That's hockey. That's and playoff the, hockey for you. The, yeah. The, the best part is definitely sudden death with any hockey game because it gets your heart throbbing no matter who you're pulling for. Um, but who's your it, team? Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay, for sure. Um, that actually is a good question. My dad grew up in Toronto, so nice. ever since then, um, ever since he's been supporting the team and taught us kids about the team, I've been all about, all about it. Were you born there? I was not. Okay. I was actually born in Tennessee. All right, but yeah, I love Canadian the Canadian team. So. It's funny you say that because last year there were no Canadian teams in the playoffs, and there's a total of really? seven. How of is them. that? Really? Exactly. Um, it's not <laughs> Aren't like they, they supposed to be the masters. It's of not hockey? like they have all the Canadian players on their team, obviously. No, but there's also like six of them. Seven. Seven. Yeah. Okay. Seven. So since there's seven of them, five of them actually made it this year, which is a lot better than zero comparatively. Um, but they're doing pretty well. I, is the disparity between the Canadian fan bases like it is in America? Like, I have instance, to say, I, no. I don't know a lot about hockey. Yeah, but I do know this. You're talking about Canada. Um, yeah, but I am. It's <laughs> yeah, it's probably hard for them to be mad at you. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Eh? <laughs> uh, but no, the New York Rangers. Yeah. And the New York Islanders are two different breeds of people, like. It's I could say that for the Boston Bruins. Two and, different breeds yeah. of people. Like they will fight to the death, be and they may live a street, you know, on the same street next to each other. Oh, it's like that for sure. It's like that for sure. With the teams in Edmonton and Calgary, they are totally against each other. I, us Toronto fans feel the same way about Ottawa fans because um, I don't know. I don't like anything about any anything about the senators so how about this the easy answer to this question is because it's cold so my question is why do canadians love hockey so much give me an answer other than because it's cold man there is an adrenaline rush from any hockey game any hockey game especially in playoffs there's i don't get that same i play basketball and i play golf but i don't get that same feeling when watching someone about to hit a putt or um, seeing a basketball game go back and forth. And hockey, the pressure is on, especially in playoffs, from from the moment the puck drops. And I don't get that same feeling watching any other sport. There's not one that beats it for me. Um, And I think that's what other fans enjoy about hockey. Even if you've never seen a hockey game, I suggest now watching it. Now's the time. If you're going to watch it on TV, I feel like that's very fair. If you're going to watch it on TV, watch a playoff hockey game. Yeah. But 
if you're going to watch hockey, go to a hockey Yes, game. for sure. That's how you for watch sure. hockey. That's how you fall in love with hockey. Mm-hmm. I think if that's... That's how you grow the connection. Yeah. Exactly. I think, like, hockey, like, you're talking about, like, the intensity and, and how it is, like, like I, I feel like it's like a comp... Like, when I think about hockey, when I've, you know, I've, I've obviously watched hockey before, but, like, it's intense like basketball, like, in the sense of it's just, like, back and forth, back and forth, and moving, 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 but it's, like, slow scoring like soccer, mm. like, um, but, like... I don't know. It's like a combination of the two, but you're wearing skates and you're hitting it with a stick instead of kicking with your foot. Yeah. Like, and the reason that people used to watch hockey when I was a kid was because of the physical nature of it and the fighting and the oh, manliness the fighting. Yeah. that went along with being a hockey player. The fighting's out of the game now. Like The guys that are it's, pros now yeah, it's still up there. are raised in a different youth hockey system I would say so. where they don't allow fighting. Yeah. Like, they, they, like, kick you out of the game. There's no more, like, penalty box for fighting. I actually think that that has increased the skill of the game. It's taken the goons out of the game. Hmm. It's taken the guys that are only on the ice to beat like somebody hit up. Yeah. The hitmen. And it's allowed guys to flourish in their skill. And you're starting to see a lot of these younger hockey prodigies make the game more interesting, quite honestly. Because the pro- my problem with soccer is what Hayden just said. One nil, yeah, that kills me. One nil kills me. If if I knew that every soccer game was going to be close to like seven four, I would watch all of them. But knowing there's a possibility of one nil, or just zero to zero for the entire game until penalty kicks. Exactly. <laughs> Let yeah. me fast forward to the penalty kicks. That's exciting. The penalty kicks is exciting. I'm not watching ninety five minutes of running around for that though <laughs> I will watch just that you, now, now don't get me wrong I like soccer it's I like it it's I just, do too it's just it's I was just it's like because I know that in hockey points don't come often like yeah. it's a slow style score game the reason that the sports that are extremely popular in America the reason that they are extremely popular is because they're extremely watchable mm-hmm. the reason that they're extremely watchable is there's a lot of action yeah, and like the reason there's a lot of action is because there have been rule changes enacted to al- allow such action. If, if you were to look at any NFL rule changes, um, whether it be they can't touch receivers and guys can run downfield without a penalty being called, so it scores more points. Or if it's a basketball, they call it freedom of movement rules that they've enacted to where guys can now, a foul is called as soon as two hands touch the body. Things like that that score more points, mm-hmm. makes the game more watchable, that kind of thing. Hockey and soccer haven't done that. And I don't know that hockey needs to do it, but I really think soccer does. That's just my personal opinion on it. I think that's how they lock the American fan base in. Mm-hmm. But the Canadian fan base is so in love with hockey because of that intensity that you were talking mm. about. It's a good point. So have you been to a game in Toronto? I have. And? Oh, it's incredible. I haven't I haven't been in years. I actually went to a game this year um, in Nashville and saw Toronto play there, and that was good, too. That was actually a pretty close game. But um, there's nothing like going to a game in hockey uh, in, <laughs> in um, Canada, for sure. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. It'd be like going to a soccer match in, you know... Like Madrid or yeah. something. Yeah. Uh. 
in Manchester. Oh, exactly. Yeah, with your boy Wellington yeah. Chatsworth. You were talking about violent fans. You, oh, oh, it must be aggressive. Don't uh, don't mix up what I said with soccer's no, no, entertaining no. <laughs> some people. Oh my god! Well, for myself, yeah, I, I think... feel like if there was more, if I knew that the game wasn't going to be one zero, I would invest yeah, that much time. Right. Americans, I think, are addicted to watching scoring plays. So the fact that football and basketball are up there with our favorite things to watch makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Um, for soccer to do that for us, yeah, we would have to take away a lot from what the game is for England and Spain and many other countries. The shift that we're going to make with that and the shift that I think America can make as soon as the people like Russell Westbrook and the people like Cam Newton and the people like, um, let's just, Antonio Brown um, or name any awesome NFL player, as soon as those types of athletes start playing soccer Mm. instead of basketball, football, or baseball, look at baseball. Look at the Cubs. The Cubs are the best team in baseball, and they've got their studs all under 25 years old. Because those guys were three-sport athletes in high school and decided to play baseball instead of be the quarterback of the football team or instead of be a wide receiver for the football team. Mm -hmm. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of transition away from playing these violent sports and going to things like golf, soccer, baseball. I think there's going to be a resurgence in baseball. Soccer's going to grow. Imagine if Russell Westbrook played soccer. Can you picture that freak of an athlete running up and down a soccer field and jumping for a headbutt? He'd be wonderful as a striker. There, no one would compete with him. So it's just a thing. Why I think it's a small, a much bigger conversation. We'll move on, but that's why the Americans can't compete on the global stage in soccer, is because the other countries are bringing their very best athletes yeah. to play that sport. We aren't. Does hockey get people that are just gargantuanly huge, like LeBron James and stuff like that? Like, do they have guys like that? No, they they've had like maybe a handful, as in you can like. Only there's no Shaq playing on a hockey team. No, 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 no. But it's in height. It's not in anything else. There's right. been people over six feet tall, and then on skates are even taller, obviously. But there hasn't been anyone of, let's say, Shaq's stature, that, right? uh, that, Le, that the LeBron stature. Not only that size, 6'9", 275, but the ability to run like a deer and jump out of the gym and as strong as an ox. Yeah. Like, those types of things. Like, that athleticism, just picture that kind of stuff on a soccer field instead of where it is. And I think that's how you grow soccer. So, your talk about hockey turned into soccer. A lot, So, I apologize about that. Yeah, but what's your three top? So... What you got? I talked a little bit about this earlier. Um, I referenced a young man in Kazakhstan that, man, this kid had it rough (laughs) early, early in life. And I'm not making light of his situation. What I'm going to say is this. We got it so good in America. Think about the things that were required of you. You're men. Think of the things that were required of you before you were 14. Because really when you turn 14, it's like, that's when you're a man. 
That's when you tell yourself that you're starting to become... That's like the average puberty age for most boys. You start to... You know. I'm a man. Yeah. High school. That voice drops. Gotta be a man. Yeah. Yeah. So, think about the things that you go through before you're 14 years old. And then it comes to mind that you have to achieve. That you, like, before you can be considered into manhood, there's this thing you have to check off of a list. A job you have to accomplish, maybe mow your grass, um, maybe get your learner's permit, um, get your first job. I don't know. Is, is, some girls. is there anything? Get a gaming profile online and sit behind a TV for 16 hours a day. Is that something that 14 year olds have to do before kids it's have to do? It's something they do. <laughs> you would think it's a rite of passage. So I say that because. I watched a documentary and then read a follow-up story about this tribe of people in Kazakhstan where it went on what is required of a 14-year-old boy to enter manhood. story goes like this, okay? He has to rappel down a mountain without proper rappelling equipment. It's not like he checked it out from, you know, REI or something. <laughs> Got him a partner. It's him and his dad on donkey back <laughs> going up hillside and they see a golden eagle nest on the side of the mountain. And his dad basically tells him in their Kazakh language, go rob that eagle. Go take that baby. That's that's yours. As in like the baby eagle? Or As in the out of the nest with mama right there, you go take that eagle right now. Oh my. No back talk. So I'm, all that comes so to my know, mind. If you know anything about watching documentaries about nature shows on like National Geographic, there is absolutely zero backtalk mm-hmm. from the youngins of the tribe. <laughs> zero. Oh, for sure. There might be some, but you don't see those going out on missions. Right. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So anyway. There, he's going down the mountain, he's climbing down the rocks, and he's got to get this eagle. So he climbs into the nest, he gets the eagle out, and he's fighting off the mom bird. He had some type of leather protected sleeve. Um, so anyway, he's fighting off the bird. He has to raise this eagle as his own, and then train it to hunt for him before he can be considered a man. So not only that, he had to rob it as a baby out of its nest, raise it, and train it. Those are his objectives. So that process from robbing it to training it is like three years. Hmm. He had to rob it at 11. (laughs) Repelling down on an 11-year-old. Can you imagine as an 11-year-old kid going into the heart of an eagle's nest? A A golden eagle. A golden golden eagle eagle. with their talons. They specifically target golden eagles, this tribe does, because of their ability to hunt. And because of their... A golden eagle could take down a goat. Like a big goat, not like, not like a little small. I mean, it could take down like some eleven-year-old. Like a, I'm talking, a, a, like a sixty-pound goat. Mm. So he captures the bird. He gets Mama Eagle away from him, and then the the story goes on. It's pretty fast about how he trains it. But he basically trains it like falconry, you know, where he puts this little hood over its eyes. One of the rules is you're never allowed to shout around it. So the kid had to be like super mild tempered. So it, in a way, taught him how to deal with his frustrations of his shortcomings and like all these tribal things that these <laughs> kids learn. And I'm like, man, 
I hope my son's like half the dude that kid is when he's 14. (laughs) So anyway, first shot at releasing, the way that they release the eagle is they just go up back up that same mountainside or a similar mountainside and they just sit there and watch. And if they see an animal running like a fox or something running across the way, they take the hood off of the eagle's eyes and you, I'm sure eyes of an eagle or eyes like an eagle so they can quickly zero in on stuff. And as soon as it zero in, zeroes in, it goes. Hmm. So the test is if you can get it to not only see it, catch it, hunt it, keep it for you, that kind of thing. So the first time it goes, it didn't get it. Second time, they went through it again, didn't get it. If you don't get it, it doesn't get it by the third time, you have to start all over. Like, as in get a new with eagle? With a new eagle. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> So you got to hope that round one goes well. Hold you're on. not a man until you're 17 at the earliest. Yeah. Now, your learning curve of training said eagle might be a little bit better <laughs> the second time around. Uh. So it might not take you three years. But I thought it was interesting as a topic to bring up simply so that we could talk about the different things that bring a boy into manhood, so to speak, in our culture versus what they are in cultures around the world because to me that was again I have a son I have a son and a daughter I realized that raising a a boy and raising a girl are different yeah raise them with the same values and morals and all that but it's different raising a girl to be a woman and a strong woman and raising a man to be a man and a strong man two dynamics so I want I, what I say all that to say I want to go make my son rappel down the side of a mountain and <laughs> capture an eagle and train it to hunt for our family. I think I think he could probably not do it. <laughs> probably not do it. Oh, cool. Well, we do have eagles on the lake out here. I, I mean, it doesn't have to be an eagle. I'm not picking. <laughs> you know, it could be well, a red-tailed hawk. There's plenty of those around. Yeah. What is a human training an ant? an eagle look like like at 11 years old what what kind of instructions yeah, like are you giving spray, this eagle spray gun and spray it when it does bad things like what the article said was you literally have to treat it with extreme kindness and gentleness as if it's like the fragilest of babies so it probably sleeps small. with this eagle a couple so like times. you like have to hand feed it and things like that when it's young and it, wow. It, then it evolves. But I'm sure animal instinct kicks in yeah. at some point. Yeah. I mean, if I think of some cultures, for a boy to become a man, it's a lot of maybe reading. Like, if we think of Jewish culture, there's a lot of scripture reading or something like that. If you think of American culture from a with a boy becoming a man, there's a lot of responsibility they're taking upon. Wow, an eagle. <laughs> yeah, not an eagle. Not even close. Not even close. I'm going to try to come up before my son try. I have plenty of years. Come up with something. To similar to the capturing and training of an eagle for him to accomplish before he's a man. By the time he's 14, who knows? He might have a drone that can do all that for him. Hmm. He might have a drone that can go find him an eagle. And all he's got to do is just go to the spot of the eagle, zap it, <laughs> and he's got an eagle. He sets the phaser on it to stun. Yeah, just to stun. <laughs> but not only that, to stun or to double, just clone 
Clone yeah. me an eagle. I'm gonna I'm gonna clone that eagle so that way I'm not hurting the population. But no, that that's the final wrap up to the story about the eagle. Is after three successful years of the eagle hunting with you, you release it back into the wild. And you don't get to keep it. No, basically what you do is you send it on a final hunt and then you don't bring it back with you, but you sacrifice I said a sixty pound goat. Yeah. The son, the the owner of the eagle slaughters a 60 pound goat and leaves it for the eagle hmm. and it, as like their sign of thanks and somehow that's communicating with the eagle like peace out you're you done know, you know that makes your me think like does that is that help the domestication of the eagle yes so like the them re- returning it so they can breed with other eagles only will make most likely the babies of those eagles be more docile to be captured for the next generation of eagles being born out there. Right, and well, they also only target females. Oh well, but either way, it's that 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 be that behavior, like, can get imprinted down. Like, the same reason, like, like only the eagle that's gonna let you catch it and let you train it, and then like, is gonna be the one that you train, right? So that that one goes out and has more babies, its babies are probably going to be as docile like that one was. Right, and that's why that's what I meant. When I, that's why they only captured females. Right. Was so that way, if they were successful hunters, then they go back out into the wilderness to lay eggs mm-hmm. to hopefully more successful hunters. Right. That, like you said, through breeding. But think of hundreds of years of them doing that. Have they just made the eagle population in total more docile than what it was? Before this, they may have made started. their jobs and training them a little bit easier. They may maybe have made them a little bit more susceptible to being trained. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like just just that bloodline of eagles has been dominant. The ones that are more able to be trained are the ones that get the most care. It makes me wonder. Like back in the day, I wonder how many. 11 year old boys were carried off the side of a mountain by an angry mama eagle and just dropped out into the wilderness <laughs> well that was a dark way of thinking I mean Think about it not every one of them is a success story so they can't be there's no way <laughs> they can't be there's there had some, there had to be some eyes. mean mama eagles <laughs> like yeah sir yeah natural selection though mercy so oh well, I, man. Imagine, I imagine that's how that goes Man, I imagine that's how that goes. So, um, three top ended up being uh, about what we expected. Uh, a little bit longer, about what we expected per topic, though. Um, so, I I enjoyed it. I did too. That was this good was a fun evening. Heck yeah, man! I had fun with that. So, um, that kind of wraps up the show for what we're gonna launch as our pilot episode. So, um, what I want Hayden to do is is give everybody a reminder of where we are at social media. Uh, lay it down for us nice and clear so that way everyone can can do what they need to do to interact with us Uh, we are going to be very uh, active and changing what we need to change or moving forward with what we need to move forward with uh, from show to show right listening we are flexible well and we're going to be listening to what people have to say about us so what, what are we how can they communicate with us alright guys so if you enjoyed the show we would love your feedback uh, so you can tweet us at the Big Red Van Pod. Uh, we'd love to hear your feedback and tweets. We'll also be throwing up some polls from time to time. Um, you can also check, like us on Facebook, uh, so you can get all of your notifications whenever a new episode has been uploaded. 
um, as well as we love your feedback on any cool interesting things you'd like for us to talk about or any feedback about the show at the big red van podcast at gmail.com wait so that's pretty much the show guys i encourage you to reach out to any of those three mediums that hayden said uh we really appreciated you listening to the show and we hope to catch you on the next episode thanks a lot Thank you.